Hey everyone, welcome to the Stand Up Podcast. I'm Jack Divin. And I'm Ben Kimsel, and we believe that these stories are going to inspire you to stand up in your faith to see that God is writing your very own impossible without Jesus story. We're going to be sharing these stories every week, so make sure you go ahead and click the subscribe button because you are not going to want to miss out on this. With that being said, let's dive in. Yeah, so I just stayed on that journey, and you know, I was still trying to figure out when am I going to go see her. My friend Jacob was like, "Dude, let's plan this trip, July. Let's do it." And I'm like, "All right, man, let me let me process." <laughs> right, right. And my and he was like, "Let's just go surprise her." And my wife was like, uh, "You probably should reach out to her first and talk to her. Like, don't just show up." And I was like, "I don't know." So I was in Destin with some friends. And it was the Saturday before Mother's Day. And uh, I was just had quiet time on the beach. With the beach, is my, that is my sacred place with God. Like, if I can have quiet time on the beach, it's, like, the best. And, again, I just felt Holy Spirit say, hey, it's uh, Saturday before Mother's Day. And you haven't talked to her in 25 years. What if today you reached out to your sister and you could still send her something for Mother's Day then call her on Mother's Day? And I was like... Wow. And yeah. it was, again, it was like, I feel like, this is why I feel like Holy Spirit is the feminine side of the triune God because it was so like comforting and it was like it wasn't condemning. It was just like, hey, we can do this. <laughs> so man, I did. I took call my sister and I unpacked the whole journey for her. And she's like, you know what? She said, Chris, like the whole time you're going through that with your dad, and he's telling you about uh, you being that age, my nephew Gavin. She's like, mom's been talking about you a lot because Gavin's at that age and she's been experiencing that and remembering all those thoughts about you because she hadn't had any other boys. This was the first grandson that had been born. So she hadn't been around a baby boy like that since me. Yeah. So God was preparing her heart through the same period of time that he was preparing me. And she, uh, she's like, she's going to love this. So I called the florist and they're like, oh my gosh, you haven't talked to her in 25 years. We're going to make the most beautiful thing ever. I love it, man. <laughs> Just to, man, when that's how like love kind of works and, and how almost standing up, like, cause that, that must have taken a ton of faith. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? A ton of just guts, uh, in a way, but I love how like, uh, Man, I'm looking for this word. It's like uh, when when you get going and excited about something, and love like becomes infectious, yeah. and it starts bringing everybody along for the story, and it's just cool. I mean, you got uh, florists in you know Minnesota or whatever it is. They were they're stoked. like like on board. It's so cool. Yeah. I love how that works. Yeah, totally. They were they were floored. They were like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be the best. So yeah, and the next day I did have to stand up and uh, walk to the beach and I uh, called my mom for the first time in 25 years and um, she uh, she had received everything that you know that, and she was just like floored and um, you know the first thing I said to her was happy Mother's Day. Wow, oh yeah. dude, I know you have more to this story, but just to to uh, kind of roll into that a little bit uh, for for anybody listening, man, like. That's such a long story. I mean, you're talking mm -hmm. about a 25-year scope of God doing stuff. And so there's yeah. several times in those moments where I would imagine, like, listening to it, where you had to uh, to stand up. And when I talk about stand up, I don't want it to be ambiguous. It's just these these moments of, of 
faith that feels small, but you, it's yeah. just a yes out oh, on yeah. the table for God. Yeah. You had just little blips of yes, of uh, yeah. little blips of standing up along the way, and God kind of rolls it into this like uh, cataclysmic is probably not the wor- right mm-hmm. word, but climactic like point all into this this one moment where you say Happy Mother's Day, yeah. and that's just like I have children now, man. That's yeah. that's so cool. Keep going. I it is. More. Yeah, I mean, it is those little steps like you know, all those little like promptings from Holy Spirit and God just speaking to me that way was, um, what led to it. And it's yeah. honestly like reacting to that. And I feel like it's Matthew eleven twenty eight, right? And the message, it says, it's the, uh, you know, follow Jesus calling you to follow him, to, to work as he works, to do, do the things that he does. It's burdens light. It's not heavy. Right, Yoke right. is easy. But in the message, it says, and you'll learn the unforced rhythms of grace. So that that to me was like it's not you know as a musician you know when something's forced and the, the rhythm's not you know it's off or it feels doesn't feel right like those those moments are grace moments I feel like that that Jesus breathes on so I talked to her man we we um, there's no drama like we just start sharing she's a believer now and and was then and it still is and, um, man we just talked for like an hour and uh, you know I was able to um, you know I I, I think the word really does talk about, you know, true wisdom and learning starts with humility. And for me, I wasn't calling her to say like, Hey, um, I forgive you for these things. I actually was calling her to say, Hey, I, I ask for your forgiveness for being complacent. I feel like so I've, I've been complacent and I've neglected, uh, even though I know God's love and I've, his love is restored and, and radically changed me. I haven't uh, given that love to you, and I've I've actually held back, and I've I feel like this is, and I just explained the whole mother's heart journey. I was like, man, I, you know, I've I've been going through this with uh, journaling, and I feel like you know I've lost a lot of time because of that, and you know I was like, I'm sorry for that. And wow. So it's like, hey, I want to come see you this summer, and she's like, that'd be amazing. Uh. So. Uh, so then I, you know, my dad's like pumped. This is amazing. And I'm telling all my friends and, um, you know, so in that July of that year, I go to, uh, Minnesota, uh, by myself, fly up there and two of my sisters are there now. And, uh, at that time. And so I got to reconnect with them and meet my, my nephew Gavin for the first time. And yeah, we, uh, stayed with in my mom, mom's house. You know, it was just like God brought this thing back together. She, you know, making breakfast, like, you know, and even like the whole, the dysfunction side of what I grew up in was completely gone. Like I got to experience my mom in a way that was, I hadn't. And, um, that was amazing. And my dad was like along for the journey, which is awesome. And, uh, so and my dad loves fishing, and as you guys know, we uh, we we, right. do, we do some fishing around here. We rip some lips, as yeah. Ben likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> Catch those swamp donkeys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so my dad, you know, I'm sending pictures of us going fishing, and one picture has my mom in the back of the boat, and my dad texts back and is like, "Yeah, your mom looks great." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, she does. She looks good. She looks healthy." You know, right. they're they're older. My dad's in his early 70s. Mom in her late 60s, then and. Um, she, uh, so then I, I actually leave there and go straight to Reading for, um, a, the worship you two week run in, uh, the summer. And I get back home and my dad's like, Hey, have you talked to your mom? I was like, no, I've, uh, just got back from Reading and it's like, well, you may want to call her. We've, uh, 
So I looked her up on Facebook and we connected and we've been talking like every night for the last two weeks. That's and I was right. like, yeah. really? Uh, <laughs> like, like, okay. Come and on. And then I was like, now I know what you meant when you said she looks good. Uh, and they had both, so they had both remarried and divorced. And my, uh, my stepfather had passed away. So my mom was a widow at that point. And my dad uh, had divorced and they were not reconciling. So they were both quote unquote single. And uh, my mom was wanting to get out of Minnesota winter, winters because it got you know pretty brutal up there. So, man, they just started talking. And my dad's like, I think I'm going to go out and visit your mom. And I was like, it's on, man. <laughs> it's like, on. <laughs> and my mom's like, I talked to her. She's like, yeah. She's like, you know, your dad was my first love. And she's like, I think he may be my, my last love, which oh. I was like, oh. That's it right there. Unbelievable. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So I'm like, okay, they're dating, you know, and they both sound like teenagers in love again. I'm like, this is, I, I mean, my mind's starting to get completely blown at this right, point. Right, right. And then my mom's like, I think, you know, I'm going to actually move. Like, I've been wanting to get out of uh, Minnesota and I'm going to move to North Carolina. And your dad and I um, are going to maybe move to the beach. And uh, she's like, I think we're going to, we're going to get remarried. And I was like, what? <laughs> Oh my, like, my mind's still being blown. So then uh, I go, I'm on it. So my friend Jacob's like, dude, you should marry your parents. I'm like, no, bro, I'm not going to marry my parents. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's I'm, not, I'm not even a pastor. He's like, oh, you can go online and you can, you can get ordained yeah, no real problem. quick, dude. You can marry them <laughs> in 50 states. So I, uh, my dad's not the best planner. And so the date's coming up and they're, it's going to be in October that year. And I was like, Hey dad, how's, how's the planning coming along? And he was in Minnesota with my mom at the time. He's like, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to do it on the beach. And I was like, do you have a pastor? And he's like, well, we haven't really. And this is like a month away. I was like, dad, uh, look, no pressure. But if you want, if you want me to marry you guys, like I, I, I could do it. I could get, or I can get the certifications that I need to, <laughs> to do it. And my dad's like, yeah, let me let me talk to mom and they're you know on the phone. You know, this is the first time I've calling both of them at the same time. It's crazy. It's a speakerphone. They're like, yeah, we want you to marry us. So, oh, so, so incredible, man. <laughs> so, so then incredible. I'm on my way to the to the Dove Awards and I fly into North Carolina to do to with my other sister and we all meet in uh, in Topsail Island and we're staying in a hotel and uh, my sister's got her daughter and so we're in one room with the connector room and my parents in another room. So I just got in. We all hang out. First time I seen my mom and dad together in thirty three years they'd been divorced. And <clears throat> so they uh, we're in the other room. I wake up the next morning and I hear them laughing out of out of the other room, like the doors, you know, uh. open and I was like and to wake up to my parents laughing, which I hadn't heard in that long, like it was just, I just felt the Lord just breathe on like, you know, the blessing of what, uh, he had planned the whole time, you know? Unbelievable. um, So here's the, (laughs) the action movie part of the story. So hurricane, this was 2016, October 8th, my mom's birthday. So I remarried them on my mom's birthday, which is also the day that hurricane Matthew landed on the, on the East coast of North Carolina (laughs) and we're at Topsail Island. (laughs) So I married them that morning, um, but the most beautiful thing about that morning was, you know, I got up and uh, I uh, I had um, my mom has said, hey, would you, would you mind, would you start with like a prayer over us and anoint us with oil? And I was like, and I had never prayed with my parents before, ever in my my life. So the first time I prayed with them together was as I'm remarrying them. 
and and the you know the coast and the beach of North Carolina with an anointing them with oil, and uh, yeah, it was a beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, so they, this October will be their fourth anniversary. Hey everyone, we'll be right back to this great conversation. But before we do, I wanted to make you aware of a super valuable resource. We've created a five-day prayer guide that has gathered together some key themes that we see in some powerful prayers throughout Scripture. It's totally free, and it's super easy to get a hold of. All you have to do is go to jackdiven.com, or you can click on the link in this podcast description. I can promise you, you'll be happy that you did. Also, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any of the great content that we have coming up. That being said, let's go ahead and jump back in. That is incredible. Yeah. What an amazing story. I, I uh, man, I, I just can't get enough of that. Dude, yeah. that whole thing is action-packed. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, uh, Golly, the two things that, that stuck out to me about that story, um, what the, the first one that just kept ringing, it was like just blips like in my, in my head when you were saying it was just freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned that song, No Longer Slays, and you know, it's such a popular song and we, I love it, but, um, you know, just this idea that those small standups that you had over that entire 25 year span eventually led to, uh, like freedom for, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I think that your mom and your dad experienced freedom from this, but it really like resulted in freedom for you in yeah. so many ways, you know yeah. what I mean? And then, just like God does, like we were talking about before, He completely blows the, the oh, like, yeah. you know, kicks kicks down the door <laughs> and, and man, like, brings in the immeasurably more, like, way better. You're like, you're thinking this whole time, yeah. you are, are, are standing up and you're just, you're just trying to have the little chunks of faith you can to go and just restore this relationship with your mom. And as if that that weren't big enough. I mean, that's huge. But as if that weren't big enough, God comes in and just says, "No nah, way, man. <laughs> Watch this happen a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a hurricane your way a little bit and stir totally. it up, and you're yeah. gonna uh, marry your parents on the beach and have like a uh, you know your mom and dad, your mom cooking breakfast and your mom and dad laughing in the kitchen in the morning like uh, a you know a normal thing. I, like that's just yeah. mind blowing to me, man. And uh, so I think. I think if, you know, we take anything, uh, you know, practically away from that, there's so much there. You could unpack that for days, it feels like. But I think maybe for people listening, the thing to think through here, that just just little moments of, mm-hmm. uh, of faith, lit- things that feel even small but are actually big time, you know, stand up faith over an amount of time. Like there's always hope for God to do something yeah. incredible. And I think sharing that too, like I've had a residual like effect of all this was I shared it with a lot of people as I went through the journey. And I've had two in particular that reconciled with their fathers mm. um, as they were having their first babies. Um, and one before she even knew she was, she was pregnant, but she was so inspired. She's like, I, I need to reconnect with my dad. And um, this other guy is in Nashville and his dad's in Huntsville. He's like, man, I, have, I haven't talked to him in 10 years. Wow. And we're about to have his, his first grandson. So that happened. And then other people are thinking about extended family members that they were just inspired to 
So I think we're called to share the testimony and the story to, to you know, to to not only encourage people but to inspire them to to listen to what God. You know, I think God speaks through that, and He's and you know, like uh, somebody who's coming to comfort and to teach, it's going to be gentle. It's not going to be condemning. It's right. not going to be judgmental, but it's going to be, you know, I think you can take inventory and we all have, you know, if you look at your extended family members, like there's, there's family's hard, man. Family's hard, man. <laughs> so you, everything, so everybody's got sometimes. one of those, yeah. but whatever the, whatever your stand up moment and story is, it's not just for you and God. I believe it That's is good, for Chris. people to, to hear, for you to testify. And I mean, honestly, the word of God is all those stories, like all those stand-up moments are are encapsulated in God's word. So yeah. I think we are called to live out that gospel now. Right. Well, that story is is certainly falls within the the uh parameters of impossible without Jesus, I I would say. <laughs> and so, man, if you're listening, it there's there's maybe one thing you can take from that is just like keep uh Keep keep going with it. There's there's restoration there, uh, and and freedom available. You know, no matter what's going on, uh, and you just never know what God might do. Yeah. So, well, cool, yeah. man. I uh, I imagine that some people might want to connect with you or hear about some of the projects. What you working on right now? Yeah, uh, got several albums. We're about to release a new Bethel music album into this month. And then uh, Josh Baldwin is another one of our artists working on his his album next week in Nashville. Uh, Brandon Lake's one of our new worship leaders um, in the collective. Graves, yeah, the just the Graves, Graves in the Garden yep. with Elevation. He's a great, great guy. He's, his album will come out this fall. And uh, Corey Asbury, his uh, Reckless Love writer and artist of that song, um, that'll come out in July. Cool. In several next year, so it's some always in some phase and process of a handful of always albums. cooking up something, <laughs> aren't you? Well, yeah. cool, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love you, and I'm so glad that you know we're we're real life friends and not just airway friends. So uh, thank yeah, you man. so much. For yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's yeah. been great. Wow, what an incredible conversation with my good friend Chris Estes. I am so glad that guy came in, and and just glad that God. Uh, has crossed our paths, but one of the things that stuck out about, you know, his story was when he went up to his mom, (laughs) because here's the thing about that, Ben, is that he probably had every opportunity to go up there and just sort of place forgiveness over her, you know, mm-hmm, right. uh, which, which he would have been totally right and, and justified in so many ways to do that. But he takes a different, uh, a different route with that in saying that he actually goes up to meet his mom on, on mother's day and asks for her or, forgiveness for his for his shortcomings and the in the places that he's fallen short and man when when that happens there's a lot of power in that there's that there's a lot of walls that break down when you come at something with humility when you have a beef with somebody and we all got them uh you know we all have enemies and i don't even think necessarily enemies you know it doesn't have to be somebody that you want to fight it just can be somebody that you have conflict with uh, um, but when, when we do that, we show 
a love to our enemies in a certain way. Uh, and I'm not calling Chris and his mom enemies. I'm just like kind of going a little bit broader stroke there. Uh, but we show a type of love to our enemies in, in the way that Jesus calls us to, uh, in, in, in the gospels when he's talking about man, like, Hey, everybody can love, you know, their, their friends, anybody that can, pagans can love, uh, people that love them back, but I, I do you one better. Yeah. Go ahead and love your enemies, yeah, that's and good. that's the kind of world changing things. Those are, there's so much power in that because, uh, you know, those are the types of things that I think can only be explained by Jesus, can only be explained by the the Holy Spirit at work in you, and that's what I see here with you know diving a little bit deeper down into you know now more specifically Chris's story is man when when you do stuff like that when you ask for forgiveness when you have maybe the right to just say oh i forgive you uh the the walls come down and love comes flooding in and i love that that's uh that's a powerful thing yeah that's good and i think the other side of that too that's important for us to remember is like forgiveness is 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 such an important thing in christian faith you know we're told that just when we think we've forgiven someone enough, we're supposed to do it immeasurably more than that. Like, you know, depending on, on how you were raised in church, you've either heard right. seven, seven times seven or 70 times seven, you know, whatever it may be. You've I think heard, there's a song out there about yeah, that. <laughs> right. You've heard forgive over and over and over again. What I love about the mentality of forgiveness and asking for forgiveness is this concept that what it says about our faith to just place yes like to just place that idea of i ne- i know that i was wrong regardless of how much more you have you may have hurt me i have a piece of this pie if you will and so i want your forgiveness like there's a vulnerability that comes in there because everybody knows that the moment that you ask for forgiveness, you are shedding light and calling your your piece of it out into the into the open. Yeah, and and to practically go into that a little bit. I mean, this is something that I I mean, this is a little bit revolutionary for me in my life. This happened to me the other day. I was uh, I had to actually pick up the phone and call one of our our members on staff uh, at Three Circle and just say. Hey, I'm really sorry. I just thought poorly about you yeah. the whole day. I thought you were, you know, taking advantage of me for something. And I just made that up in my mind. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because uh, one of the things that she said to me at the end of the conversation, not to dive too specifically into it, but she was just like, man, I really appreciate that. And I think, like, I wish more people would be willing to to just come at it from that kind of, uh, humble perspective and, you know, not to, you know, toot my own horn. Like it's when stuff like that happens, it's the Holy spirit. It's like, cause I just, you know, I'm the kind of person that'll just blow up, (laughs) but, uh, but it's really cool because, uh, you know, when you have conversations and you come at it from a point of humility, uh, wall walls come down and it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. People people put their take their bows that they got up and they just put them down and start talking and that's yeah. when things start happening. Yeah, and that's a cool thing because it's so countercultural to the world. And what right. I mean by that is 
you know, you hear these stories of people in, in a worldly context, and when somebody wrongs them, they become, quote unquote, the hero of the story by bowing up their chest and, and, and combating the situation and not backing down. And it's like, man, you showed them what's up. And what's cool is the moments that are heroic in Christianity are the moments where you do the opposite. Come on. And, yeah. you, and you say, you know what? I may have done something wrong here. I'm sorry. Like I, I, I need your forgiveness. Those are the those are the hero moments in 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 Christianity. And what I love about that is it's just like so many other things that Jesus teaches us. It's like you may have heard this, but this is really what you're supposed to be doing, right? And for and and forgiveness, not just forgiving people, but but approaching it from the standpoint of there's probably stuff that I need to be forgiven of. Like when you start with that, it changes the the way that you view forgiveness as a whole. Yeah. Because then when you are granted forgiveness by somebody, it makes you want to flip back around and forgive them. Right. And and there's just a really cool thing that happens there. It's like you're both kind of putting what you have at stake into the arena and saying, let's just hash this out. Yeah. But how much cooler it is when you start with your piece of it. And what you do there, Ben, is is you when you do that, you don't make yourself the hero of the story. What you really do is you make Jesus right. the hero of the story. You you just put Jesus and elevate Jesus to where he actually is already. You kind of recognize it and just say, hey, Jesus is the hero of this thing. He's he's going to work this whole thing out. And I think that's when, uh, man, that's, you know, I like to say attaching our stories, attaching our conversations, whatever it is, you fill in the blank to God's glory. When we do that, he he leans in, he listens, he's he's ready to go. It's like, man, okay, I'm going to I'm going to redeem this. I'm going right. to and you know, we see that, you know, plan all the way back to Chris's story. We've been talking about that, but we see, you know, so much redemption there and it and it started with a friend, hello, a conversation from a friend, like the Holy Spirit convicted Chris the uh, a friend got excited about the conversation, which I relate to so much. I'm that guy. Yeah, right. I am yeah. Whoever he's talking about, I'm the guy. Like, dude, let's go fly out yeah, to, right. to you know wherever it is, Chicago, yeah. and and go for it. Um, but man, I just think that's really cool how God inter intertwines those things. He takes a point of humility, and he he you know does the thing that he does, and and you know throws a hurricane in the room like even a, a literal one on the beach that they're at right. and, and shakes things up and brings out, uh, you know, the immeasurably more, which is what he says he does all yeah, the time. Absolutely. That is cool, man. And I think the, the cool thing about what you're saying with the whole immeasurably more is this idea that we alluded to in, you know, the episode prior that was Chris's first part of this story is that, you know, God will answer prayer, but it's not how we assume that it's going to be. But in this particular instance, I don't think that Chris could have dreamed up a better no ending to this story. And, and in my mind, that's that immeasurably more that you're referring to is this idea that, you know, if it were up to Chris, even even in his most, you know, harmless of intentions and best of intentions for him and his mom's relationship, 
Like it, it could not have become what it was without him listening to the Holy Spirit and without him allowing God to write that story uh, over whatever it was that he was trying to do. And I love that because it, it gives me such a cool faith for what God's doing in my life even right now through my frustrations, through the cool stuff that's going on and knowing he's writing an awesome story. And, and 10 times out of 10, 100 times out of 100, 1,000 times out of 1,000, it's going to be better than the one that I could try and conjure right. up on my own. Always, period, the end, can't say anything else to sum it up better than that uh, when it comes to that topic. And, and I think Chris's story shows that that God is such an incredible story writer and our faith standing up in our faith sometimes is us saying, I don't know what's going on, but because God is the author of it, it's going to be incredible. That's so good. And I, man, th- there, there's one thing that I want to hit before we jump off and you can obviously feel free to play on it, but remember that the thing that God used to Bring this entire thing about. So get the final picture in your mind, okay, for a second. You're talking my boy Chris Estes on a beach with his parents 25 years removed, marrying them and anointing (laughs) their heads with oil in the middle of a hurricane, and he he wakes up to a shred of normalcy. His mom's cooking breakfast in the other room. I mean, that is just miraculous. It's impossible without God. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Now get the final, the final end, the climactic scene of the story, the, the happily ever after in mind and, and zoom it all the way back, rewind the tape and remember he encountered the Holy Spirit in the bathroom of some random right. place <laughs> while he was, I think he said he was in Reading. I don't know where he was. Yeah, he was but. in a prayer room, uh, or he had left the prayer room to go to the bathroom, which is funny. Here's something cool. It's Road to Damascus stuff, because it's like <laughs> the Holy Spirit didn't encounter him with one of the most life-changing things for him in the prayer room. He encountered him in the bathroom. Let's go, like, yeah. God, God will intercept you wherever he wants to. Yes. And, and I love that. And yeah. I love it, too, because here's the thing. It means that every single thing that you or or me or whoever is listening is encountering in their daily life, their circumstancing, or let's, let's face it, let's be real, enduring Okay, no matter what you are going through right now, every single small moment matters and God can meet you in the bathroom. God can meet you in the classroom. God can meet you at church in the in the sanctuary. He can meet you anywhere in the kitchen. You're changing diapers. It doesn't matter what it is. He can stir up something in your heart that will change everything about your life. And let me tell you something like we talk about world change faith. That's world changing. His faith, his willingness to stand up, say yes, put his yes on the table in that moment to say, okay, I'm going to explore this. I'm going to have this conversation with my dad. I'm going to see what God wants to do with this thing. His yes, his stand up faith right there changed the, the lives of his parents. And it was the thing that God used to facilitate his parents' 
becoming, uh, you know, coming back together. And, you know, God only knows what, <laughs> what story's being written even still because of that and how even eternity may have been changed because of that. Who is going to be, you know, brought, who is God going to bring into the wake of the story of Chris's parents because they're together right. uh, to, to change someone's story, change someone's life, maybe even their eternity. Like how it's, it's amazing how God intertwines all of these things, which is kind of a word we've, you know, thrown around in the, in the last two podcasts is just intertwined. And I think it's because Chris's story, uh, you know, is just this wave, I guess, that goes up and down throughout a period of 25 years, but it is incredible. Don't mistake the the things that the the mundane okay there's miracles in the mundane of life and if you'll just take a minute step back try and take a look at the bigger picture and try and understand that god is doing something with it uh i think that can change everything about our perspective and it might even be the thing that facilitates the change is just the the perspective change and so there's an opportunity today don't miss it yeah that's huge man I love the idea, um, kind of my final thought on, on that whole thing. When you talk about world-changing faith, I love the idea that a lot of people can get trapped in the platform that they need in order for their faith to change the world. And I think when we understand that in, in the small details of a story, in the, in the most unusual of places, our stand-up faith has this ripple effect. Uh, and, and the cool thing is God uses some of the strangest things in Scripture to cause ripple effects, to, to change the world around people. And for us, it's not about Chris, you know, preaching this sermon that his mom heard wow. from the... Re- like, it's not That's that. Good. It's literally he was... He heard the Holy Spirit in the bathroom and decided to take action on it. And I love that because I think it puts to death the lie the enemy tells us that our faith you know, on these small little platforms and, oh, you're just a, you're just a middle school pastor at a church in Alabama or you or just... you only have 72 followers right, on Instagram, like, something ridiculous like that. Here's the thing. You, you know what his yes had the opportunity to do is affect the heart of a few people. And, and those few people, their, their change and, and the way that God is writing their story is going to affect a few people. And those few people are going to affect a few people. And that's the way that Jesus did ministry, was, was right. building the faith in, in singular hearts. And in the process of doing that, people that onlooked got to have a change of the way that they believe, like, this is Jesus. But, but think of the stories that the people that had their lives changed by Jesus got to tell. Those ripple effects are huge things, and they didn't have platforms. Right. They were normal people that had encounters with Jesus. And in this case, Chris had that encounter through the Holy Spirit in a bathroom, and, and he went on to do something incredible that most people don't get the opportunity to see because he said, you know what? I'm listening. I'm going. I'm making it happen. And, I, and you know, final thought for me, too. But, you know, I don't want to necessarily dive into this can of worms. But, you know, let it be something for you if, if it is just this idea that if you're talking about Jesus and you're talking about the way that Jesus changed the world, and obviously he did, like we're two guys sitting in a back room at a 
at a church somewhere talking about Jesus, right. and it's 2,000 years later. But he did that through going deep dive, crazy deep with just a few people. Right. And I, you know, it says something to me about relationships because a lot of times, like we, we, we can spend 20 years on the surface level talking about the weather with, with people, but I don't, you know, I, I, I'm tempted to say, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but I really don't know that there, like, I think there might be something wrong with that. You know, I think that sure. we're meant to go a little bit deeper than that. And so I want to challenge you today. If you're listening to this, man, just like, you might only need 12 deep relationships to change it all. Or, or three, or whatever it is, but start start taking a look at the people that are around you, understanding that the the things that you are doing, the things that you're saying, the way you're standing up in your faith has a ripple effect that you don't know what the multiplier of that is. Right. It could be three, it could be a hundred and three, it could be three million, you know, yeah. whatever the ripple effect is times whatever, you know, understand that you don't know what that is and you don't know what God will, will, will do with that. And just say yes and start having deeper conversations, that's deeper good. relationships, start building those things up. Cause that's how the God of the universe chose to change the world yeah, that's and good. pointing it back to Chris's story. Would he have, uh, you know, would he have gone and and sought out this whole deal with his mom and dad if he had only heard the 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 Holy Spirit kind of stern, stirring in his heart in the bathroom that day? We don't know. Right. He may have, but he might not have right. if he didn't have his friend sitting in the prayer room with him saying, "Let's go and do this thing together." Yeah, that's so good, man. I love that. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Stand Up Podcast. We believe these stories will help play a part in building your faith. Not only do we believe these stories will encourage your faith, but we have created something for those of you that want to take it one step further. We created a resource called the Five Day Prayer Guide. It's totally free and you can find it at jackdivin.com or click on the link in the podcast description to the five-day prayer guide. Make sure to go ahead and click the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of these incredible stories.